Stucco is an exterior finish. This is 7 Minutes of BS. Building science with a beat. I'm Dan Morrison, editor of Pro Tradecraft. And more specifically, we tend to think of it as an exterior plaster finish. And that is Sarah Gray, an engineer with RDH Building Science. In some of the literature and and architectural dictionaries, stucco can be used for both exterior and interior finish work. But really in this day and age, uh, we talk about plaster, particularly in North America, for interior work. Other words that are often used interchangeably with stucco could be parging or render, particularly in Great Britain. But we're not really talking about that today. So today we're going to talk about exterior stucco. Parging, render, and stucco has been used for centuries to cover the structural elements of a building, not just brick and block. In the, the very old days, stucco was applied to log cabins um, as sort of that outer finish to make it more water resistant, to improve the appearance, or give it a better general aesthetic appeal. So stucco can really be applied to anything, and that's kind of the, the gray area between a stucco and a parging, but stucco really is that traditional multi-coat mix. Traditional stucco is a mixture of lime, sand, or fine aggregate, and water. So it's sort of a cementitious mortar type mix. In today's modern stuccos, Portland cement often replaces the lime. In the old days, there was usually a binder added to the mix. And that binder could be straw, grass, or animal hair. And that binder helped to control shrinkage and also give the stucco a bit of bulk. Nowadays, there are admixtures and additives to control shrinkage. But even with high-tech additives, stucco mixes are hyper-local, drawing on whatever building materials are in the ground near the job site. In the American South and the Southwest, stucco can contain clay and earthen mixtures to give it sort of the quote-unquote adobe look. The main job of stucco is the same as for any siding. Shed water, look good, and don't fall apart. So coating the brick with the stucco would give it a, a bit of a water shedding or an improved moisture resistance. Improved, but not perfect. So it's more improved, but stucco is not meant to be a waterproofing layer. It's still a a natural mortar type material that does have a water absorption property to it. Stucco is what's called a reservoir cladding, a siding material that can absorb water and store it. In the old country, stucco parging is used as a sacrificial layer that protects old brick and mortar buildings from efflorescence and subfluorescence, which we covered in another podcast. The stucco is naturally absorbing. It would wick up water. With that water, would wick up salts. So the preference would be for the stucco to absorb the water to absorb the salts, eventually through freeze-thaw deteriorations, subfluorescence, efflorescence, the stucco would fall off the wall. As long as you only had a parging problem, you didn't have a hidden structural one. And pretty easy to mix a small batch of stucco and reapply the stucco to the brick or stone. That gets to an important point, too, with older buildings. Why was stucco used in the first place? Was it applied as a moisture-shedding layer to make the building more durable? Was the stucco applied to be purely an ornamental upgrade? Of course, these questions assume positive intent and forethought, but sometimes stucco has a dark side. However, in some cases um, throughout the building's history, stucco may have been applied to the substrate um, because the brick or stone was deteriorated. 
So instead of replacing the bricks, the stones, repairing the building, they basically just coated over it. Like installing vinyl siding over lead paint or asbestos shingles, stucco can be part of a deep state cover-up. And that's when I would get concerned as a building scientist. So I typically like to seek the understanding why was the building covered with stucco? And if uh, you know none of those reasons can be confirmed through history, through old photographs, old specifications. I may want to do a, a small test opening in the stucco to understand how thick it is, what type of stucco it is, and to see the brick or stone under the stucco. So watch your back when you're around old stucco. New stucco, on the other hand, is a little more upfront about its constitution. Uh, sometimes you'll see a two-coat stucco system. The first coat or the bottom coat would be called the rendering and the outer coat would be called a setting coat. Three coat stucco systems, and that's really what we see um, over the last uh, 200 years or so. Uh, the first coat of that system would be called a, a scratch coat. Because the tradesman would scratch the surface to give it tooth for the next layer. The second coat of stucco would be called a brown coat. Probably because no costly colorings would be added to the mix, so the color would match that of the earthen aggregate, which is often brown. And the outermost layer, the third coat, would be called the setting coat or a finish coat. Because after you install that layer, you're finished. So multiple layers, each layer has a bit of a different mix. Like a book of pancake recipes, each recipe has roughly the same ingredients, but you get a slightly different pancake. So stucco is like a pancake sandwich, or a multi-layer pancake. That is exactly it. Stucco is a multi-layer pancake. Peeking into that pancake recipe, Sarah suggests that the best first step you can do is to get a skilled chef, a professional that, that knows, knows stucco, stucco that, that works, works with, with stucco, and that's sort of their livelihood. You know, any Joe Schmo with a bucket of cement probably should not be applying or repairing stucco. There is an art and, a, and science to it. New stucco systems are usually about a half inch to one inch thick, applied to a metal lath. Um, because stucco does uh, swell and expand with temperature, stucco can crack. And as stucco cracks, it leaves the metal lath vulnerable. So we typically want to see a, a stainless steel or galvanized or some other corrosion-resistant metal lath used. Also, control joints or expansion joints are used to allow panels of stucco to move independently and reduce large-scale cracking. The cement handbook specify expansion joints every 144 square feet or between 12 foot by 12 foot areas. There's art and science behind where to place the control joints, too. They can be used as vertical and horizontal design elements, as well as engineering solutions. Window corners induce stress in stucco, so you will often see uh, control joints uh, lining up with the sides of windows. The control joint can relieve stress, but it can also accentuate a bank of vertical windows, like on a multi-story building. Horizontally, it's probably best to do it at every floor line. Uh, for a modern stucco, that way you can also drain a, a, the drainage cavity or air gap behind the stucco at the floor lines to, to weep any water outward. This way, a leaky window on the third floor won't dump water into the walls on the second and first floors. 
Curing the surface properly is the next critical condition. If not properly cured, stucco can debond from its surface. So we want to have the right curing conditions, um, you know, not too hot, not too cold, keep the surface damp so that the, the lime, the cement can hydrate and cure properly so that all layers of the stucco uh, maintain the bond during the curing process. This usually means spending a lot of time wetting the surface of the stucco. If the surface dries out too fast, it'll crack. The curing period is usually at least 48 hours. If it's a lime base, I would continue curing the surface for at least a week. Rather than pay someone to hose down the wall every 20 minutes for a week, many stucco professionals cover the wall with wet burlap to keep the surface moist. Depending on the weather and wind, you may need to hose down the burlap more than a couple of times a day. If you're working in Southern California and it's really hot, really dry, and there's wind, you may need to wet it every you know, hour or two hours as that surface dries off. So while you're hosing down the stucco, hose this down. You get paid for what you do and what you know. Not only are you hosing down the stucco, but you know why you're doing it, buddy. Next, do this. Subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, SoundCloud, or the Google. And while you're there, give us a thumbs up and a positive review. It helps us get found in the algorithms. We want to thank Sarah Gray and RDH Building Science for continuing to participate in this award-winning podcast. 7 Minutes of BS is a production of the SGC Horizon Media Network.